1: For every tweet that I've gotten of the image that's gone viral of social media, of the, uh, like, uh, it's like a Chuck E. Cheese character they found in, like, a dump somewhere, like a landfill somewhere, everybody's sending it to me because I was the rat at Chuck E. Cheese. Do you think I was the only rat at Chuck E. Cheese? All right, there's a lot of people that had to do that dog-ass job. You think we liked doing it? It was miserable. You're put on you dressed up as a giant stuffed animal. It smells. It was back before COVID when they used to sanitize. It didn't sanitize anything. So you walk out of there. You got BO. Then you, the, you got to go clean up some kid's birthday party, some spoiled brat while the parents are drinking a pitcher of beer and letting them run them up because they don't want to clean up the mess at home. Then you go back into the stuffed animal costume. You walk around. Some kid walks up here. Hit you in the balls as hard as he can because he doesn't care. He just wants to piss off Chucky. And you just got to live that life over and over again. And it was back when minimum wage was like $4 an hour. So I get it. There's a Chuck E. Cheese character in a landfill. Send it to everybody. There's been hundreds of thousands of Chuck E. Cheeses. I don't know why I'm the guy that gets labeled as the only person to dress up like the rat. Why me? Anyways, Uh, all right, Um, let's get into this uh, conversation here uh, in the NFL. So uh, J.J. Watt, now I don't know if you know this or not, J.J. Watt is an NFL player who really, really, really likes attention. All right, So we are going to give him the attention here on Fox Sports Radio, and we are going to do so in the second segment of the show. Now, he's probably going to take offense to the fact that we talked about Clay being in Cancun, and that place sucks. We also talked about the Dak Prescott contract, the Chuck E. Cheese found in a dump somewhere, and then we're now getting to J.J. Watt. So in essence, he's fourth in the pecking order on today's show. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to roll with it and we're going to talk about J.J. Watt. Because longtime NFL reporter John Clayton listed four teams, four teams as a potential fit for J.J. Watt. All right, The Packers, the Titans, and the Bills. Those are the three teams in the lead. Those are where people feel like he's going to end up. And the dark horse is the Las Vegas Raiders. All right. Now let's start with the Raiders. He's not going to be a Las Vegas Raider. All right. Let's just go ahead and say that. But he will be rumored to be a Las Vegas Raider, and that's because this is just typical. John Gruden wants to link everything and be, be into everybody else and be uh, you know, have a flirtatious relationship with every John Gruden's a flirt. That's what it is. He's a flirt, and so if there's been any sort of rumblings about potential J.J. Watt going to Las Vegas or whatever, it's probably John Gruden-fueled. I don't know if that's the case here. I don't have any evidence of that, but my best guess would be John Gruden started circulating this stuff, and that's where we find out that J.J. J. Watt is a dark horse. So I don't think he's going to end up in Las Vegas. I don't think he's going to be a Raider. Uh, and I don't think the Raiders should probably go in that direction because who knows? He's probably going to want to make a ton of money. It would be really fun theater. Uh, him and John Gruden fighting for camera time would be a really, really fun thought. And, and that would be very enjoyable. But ultimately, I don't think J.J. Watt ends up with the Raiders. So I'm going to say the Raiders are out of it. The Packers make a lot of sense because J.J. Watt is from Wisconsin and people want to, you know, do the connection, the hometown ties and all this stuff. And, and that's fine. So the Green Bay Packers make a lot of sense. The Packers feel like they've got a need. Uh, He could help their defense. And they're close to being a Super Bowl team. He looks at the quarterback situation with Aaron Rodgers, and that's one of the prerequisites for J.J. Watt. That's what he needs in order to want to consider your team as a potential landing spot for him. They've clearly got the quarterback. They've got Aaron Rodgers. And so they've got the hometown situation all wrapped up. And J.J. Watt to the Packers makes a ton of sense. Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills feel like a perfect landing spot for J.J. Watt, just in the sense that it's small town. If he goes there, no fan base is going to rally around him like any other than Buffalo I mean, you could say whatever you want about them jumping through flaming tables and during a couple of Patriots games, they threw a sex toy on the field. Listen, not everybody's perfect. Some people make mistakes, but that Bill's fan base, they're going to wrap their arms around J.J. Watt, and they're going to welcome him in and say, you know what, us now. Welcome to the. The mafia. The Bills make a lot of sense in that regard. And JJ Watt is going to love the love that he gets from Buffalo. You know, Anchor Bar, uh, where they invented wings, are probably going to give him a lifetime supply. They're going to really sweeten the pot and try and make this whole thing happen. And JJ Watt is going to love all of it. And then you got the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans clearly have a need. And the reason they have a need is because their defense is the diaper fire of football. They are awful. The Titans' defense is awful, and they can't rush the passer. And if you ever wanted to know what Mike Frabel and the Titans thought about where they were defensively going into last season, consider this. They were in a bidding war for Jadeveon Clowney, who's never had double-digit sacks in a season. That's where we were at when it came to uh, the uh, Tennessee Titans and their need for defense and for a pass rush and for their need to want to make sure that they could go ahead and had somebody on the defense. They were in a bidding war for Jadevian Clowney. And if you were in a bidding war for a pass rusher and Jadeveon Clanny was your guy that late in the offseason, that was an indicator that, hey, we might have an issue over here. This might be a problem. It's a reason why Ryan Tannehill puts up the numbers he does. A, he has to, and B, he's got maybe the best running back in football, so that works with him, and they can get up and down the field, and it opens up things deep for for A.J. Brown and some of those other guys. So, those are the teams that are in the conversation when it comes to J. JJ Watt and where he's going to end up. It feels like we're down to three, but we'll throw in the Raiders there if we want to add a fourth team. And here is what the odds say: the Raiders are a thirteen to one underdog. You bet one hundred bucks on JJ Watt going to the Raiders, and if he goes, you are going to win thirteen hundred dollars significant payout. But that's probably also an indicator that JJ Watt's not going to be a Raider. And then you've got the Tennessee Titans sitting at plus eight hundred. All right, Mike Vrabel knows J.J. Watt. They work together in Houston. That feels like a landing spot for everything I just added. I don't know that J.J. Watt's the answer. Ultimately, I don't think he ends up in Tennessee. Then you've got the Buffalo Bills at plus 375. All these bets, according to Fox Bet, they're sitting at plus 375. Pretty good payout for a team that fits all of what J.J. Watt is looking for. He's going to feel love from the fan base. They've got a franchise quarterback. They've got an offense. They just need to add a couple of pieces to try and get over the hump. And then you got the hometown Green Bay Packers at plus 185. For all the reasons we listed, hometown quarterback were a game away from the Super Bowl. It feels to me like Buffalo and Green Bay make the most sense. If I'm a betting man, I probably bet on Buffalo just because of the plus 375. That seems like that would make a lot of sense for JJ Watt, and it would make a lot of sense for you financially. So, those are the teams as of right now. We are on JJ Watt watch. We're trying to figure out where he's going to end up as a free agent. My best guess is he's going to try and milk this dry. He's going to try and uh, get every ounce of this attention that he possibly can while he's a free agent. He's already been tweeting about it because he loves the attention. He loves to be chased, and he also loves it when hard knocks cameras just quote unquote happen to be there. he's getting an extra workout after one of the episodes. So, there's that. There's your J.J. Watt coverage. We're sorry we had you fourth on the show. We'll try and do better tomorrow if we have any other breaking news here on Outkick the Coverage. Jonas Knox in for Clay Travis here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter uh, as we come to you live here from the Farmers Outkick Studios. Coming up next, there's a little bit of panic in the world of sports. Do not be alarmed. This is all being Because there is no NFL right now.
0: So we'll have that for you next. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Jonas Knox in for Clay
1: Travis here. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up in uh, a little over 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we've got a brand new feud in the world of sports. Uh, this is a good one. This is a juicy one. And uh, I actually am going to take a side on this, but the side that I'm going to take might surprise some people. So we have a brand new feud in the world of sports. We'll have the details on that coming up in about 15 minutes minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, We are going to get to this other discussion about the NFL not being here, which is why um, the coverage of certain teams are getting what they're getting right now. Um, But I just want to mention this about the Tiger Woods stuff. Look, (laughs) it's okay to not have a hot take on Tiger Woods. Just want everybody to know that. It's alright. When the crash happened, the last thing I was thinking about was, "Hey, man, let me jump on social media and let everybody know what I think is the cause of the crash." Literally, the last thing I thought about. I was just wondering, okay, how serious is the issue? Um, is he is there going to be surgery? Um, if so, what kind of surgery? Is it life threatening? Is he going to be okay? Like, I, I mean, the golf stuff is is the golf stuff, and if golf if Tiger Woods never swings a golf club again, I'm good, man. There's like to me. Nothing that he could do from here on out is going to change the fact that I believe he's the greatest golfer of all time. You can argue the majors, you can argue the numbers and all that stuff, and that's fine. But for what I watched in the time that that I've been a golf fan or watching golf, Tiger Woods is the best I've ever seen. So just for my opinion, nothing he does from here on out is going to change my mind. It's not going to change it. But just this rush to, well, gosh, I hope he wasn't drinking. Okay. Oh, I mean, was he on pills again? <laughs> and like the latest one is, well, you know, maybe they should, uh, you know, check his phone to see if he was texting while he crashed. Who cares? The guy crashed his car. Is it not bad enough? Do we need a cause? Like we need oh, no, no, we, we, we all got to know. No, the guy crashed his car. It's all right. Like, like it's everything from, you know, winding road like that. He's got to know better. It's like, man, the guy had an accident. You know, the people from the police department came out and said, Look, he had an accident. All right. It's not a crime. He's not being punished. He had an accident. And in that windy stretch of road, it happens. It just so happened to Tiger Woods. But this rush to have an opinion or a hot take on Tiger Woods getting in a car accident, I get it. It's sports. You don't have to have one. Right. It is optional. Like, I feel like we've got this thing to where, you know, I've got to send out four or five tweets a day that's going to have my opinion on a sports topic. You don't actually. In fact, you don't even have to look at the app. You do have choices here. All right? This is this is not like you must wear a mask. All right? You do have choices here. You don't have to have a hot take about it. So uh, we will uh, keep you posted on the uh, Tiger Woods situation. Uh, any more developments that come out of there uh, here on uh, uh, Fox Sports Radio. And hot take free, Might I add That is a hot take free uh, content uh, portion of the program when it comes to the Tiger Woods news. Um, let's get into this, though. So the Lakers... The Los Angeles Lakers, the defending champs, they have lost again. They got absolutely dismantled by the Utah Jazz. And so, um, you know, there's... A couple of ways that we could look at it we could go oh my god do you go into panic mode uh you know i mean hey no ad and then when he does come back i mean what are are we thinking about here and then oh my god you know lebron james and the number of minutes and you know that this is what we were concerned about lebron you know he's playing all these minutes you know maybe the time you know they just they don't look like the same team you know is there cause for concern all right in the nba i've never understood ever especially over the last four or five years, why we go over the top with the reactions, both good and bad, to the regular season. I've never understood it. It, it does not make any sense to me. The Lakers are going to be a playoff team. That's all that matters. They're going to be a playoff team. That's it. And in the NBA, because of the seven-game series format, all of these questions get answered. That's the one thing you never have to worry about in the NBA. The best team wins every single year. Every year, the best team wins. This isn't like a, well, you know, you you got a couple of breaks here. Look, if you wanted to, I don't prefer. I don't like to do this because it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense uh, unless you know there's nothing else going on and we'll turn it into a topic. To be honest, but I don't like to do this. But if you wanted to, you could go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers run to the Super Bowl and you could find moments there where they got a break or they got the benefit of the doubt. Here, uh, uh, you know, well they. If you if you wanted to, do, I don't like to do this, but if you wanted to, well, I mean, yeah, they beat Washington on the road, but it was you know Taylor Heineke. I mean, the guy's named after a beer. What are we doing? Like, uh, really? Like, I mean, we're going we're gonna to, like, you know, ball wash Tom Brady for that performance. And, yeah, so what? They beat the Saints. But look at Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees was a shell of himself. Couldn't get the ball down the field. So, of course, uh, they were able to beat the Saints. And, they, yeah, I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers. But there was that pass interference play at the end. And, you know, they of a couple of breaks here and there. And then you get to the Super Bowl. And, you know, Tyron Matthew and the call that was called back. And the pennant. Like, all the, and you know, Patrick Mahomes wasn't 100%. And the offensive line injuries. You could do all that. Because it's a one-game series. But in the NBA, the best team's going to win every time. So this panic over a three-game losing streak, a four-game skid here, uh, one team's three and seven in their last ten, this other team can't win two in a row, they always struggle to to do... It's like, what are we doing? This is all going to get figured out and all going to get sorted out. And if Anthony Davis is 100%, which is a big if, all right? That would be major. My biggest concern with the Lakers would be that Achilles when he comes back, and are we, are we going to see what happens? Similar to guys like Kevin Durant, guys like Richard Sherman, who knew something was wrong, came back, and they ended up rupturing it or, or coming away with a complete tear. If if that's the if that's the conversation, then that's a legitimate conversation. This crap, this oh my gosh, should we be worried? But no, you shouldn't because it's going to get figured out in the playoffs. As long as they get there, those questions are going to be answered. The reason this is happening though is it's bad timing. That's all it is. It's just bad timing. It's like, you know, sometimes you know you're in the middle of getting dressed, you don't realize the uh, you know the door's unlocked and somebody walks in. It's bad timing. You know, like uh, you forget to uh, lock the door in the stall, you know, and you're taking care of business, and next thing you know, somebody walks in. It's just bad timing. They could have walked in moments before, and you're on your phone uh, looking something up on Google or shopping on Amazon. But they waited a minute and a half, and then that 90 seconds, you decided that was the time to go ahead and clean up, and that's when they walked in. It's bad timing. The Lakers picked a bad time to go through the worst portion of their season so far because the NFL just ended and now everybody's walking into the stall going, Hey, what's happening in the NBA? And the Lakers are wiping themselves. <laughs> That's all it is. But people are freaking out, like, Oh my God, this is, you mean this is the championship team? It's fine. This stuff's okay. They're going to go through this crap, no pun intended, you know, considering the most recent analogy of this. They're going to go through this stuff and it's going to happen. But ultimately, if Anthony Davis is 100%, they're going to get to the playoffs and then you figure it out from there. The best team is always going to win. So if you're a Laker fan... If you're uh, if you're one of these people that you know is is trying to avoid sports talk because your team in the NBA is struggling right now and they weren't struggling before but now they are and everybody's piling on, don't worry about it. It's bad timing. The NFL just ended and now everybody has shifted their focus to the NBA. That's it.
0: This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis.
1: More fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick Six app now and use code Two Pros. New customers play five bucks and get fifty in Pick Six credits. That's code two pros only on DraftKings Pick Six. The crown is yours.
0: terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos.
1: By the way, uh, Justin Cooper does the highly rated uh, Coop Scoop on entertainment every single Friday morning on the Ben Maller show here on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, Coop, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of your work for you coming up tomorrow. You know, I'm, this is what I want to do. I want to be able to help you out here. So just I'm going to make things a little bit easier for you. Well, I I do it before you come on. Well, no. Well, no, I'm saying I'm do- I'm giving it to you now. I'm giving oh, it to you now. Oh, right now. Before- okay. Oh, so- yeah, come He's going to give I- it to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, you, got it. you got issues, Roberto. All right, you got issues. You need to calm down. And, you- and by the way, Roberto, you need to clean up after yourself. That mess you made next to the window oh, in the get studio. Out of here, you clean man. that up? That's not me, man. By the way, what a slob! A slob what, wh- whoever whoever the slob is that spilled the salsa all over the, uh, the the window in the studio and didn't clean it up, get your act together, you slob! Um, Last <laughs> chance, you, Cooper. You a fan of Last Chance You? Did you ever watch it? The, no. The football show. All right, I did not. La- Last Chance You is about uh, junior college football. It's one of the best shows Netflix ever did. And it takes you behind the scenes on these powerhouse JUCO programs and you follow these kids and just sort of their issues off the field. And it, they call it Last Chance you because they, they had Division One scholarships. They had their big-time talent, but they're down to their last chance. And so they go to these junior college programs to try and you know, right their wrongs and then get to a big time program. And it's awesome. Well, they stopped doing football. So they, they finished up with football and now they're going to do last chance you basketball. So they've announced that's going to be coming out on March 10th. So that is the, that's always a fun. I have no idea how the basketball is going to compare to the football, but that's going to happen. Also coop, did you see what movie is being made towards the end of the year? And they'll be filming in New York city. Did you see this one?
0: Mm, uh, maybe i don't know okay
1: i want you to think about underrated doesn't doesn't get talked about tv show series that you and i discuss behind the scenes and i'll give you a hint showtime Oh, I did! I did hear about this. They're they're wrapping up Ray Donovan with a movie. Damn right, baby! Yeah. Ray Donovan back with a movie coming up uh, towards the end of this year. That first of all, that show doesn't get the credit it deserves, man. Right. Like, agree. It, it, it hit a look. Robert, that's enough, Roberto. All right, you know I, I'm sorry. It's not a dolce ambizione. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not one of those one of those crummy shows. My wife watches that. That show sucks, man. I don't understand. First of all, it's on it's on the Spanish channel, but it's in Brazilian. So so the subtit they don't even match up. Like, they try and dub in the sound, It doesn't even match up. Ray Donovan had some crummy parts. There were, there were a couple of points during the series where it took a dip, and you're like, dude, here we go again, man. Like, he's in another fight. He's got a bat in the trunk. We know how this is going to go. But I thought they finished strong. And then because of the shutdown, they announced they weren't coming back. But now they've announced that they're going to be filming in New York City uh, or in New York coming up later on in this year, and they're going to wrap it up with a movie. It's the way it should have been done, Coop. Try to take it from us. It's And John Voight is so good in that show. I, he is so – I think he won awards, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't I, he? he? No, he he is really good in the show. It's a shame he's such a moron in real life. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> there he is, everybody. There he is. Uh, there he is. <laughs> I'm not one to call names here on the air. Right, that's the last thing I want to do. I'm not going to call names here, but Justin Cooper has just taken out John Voight uh, for some reason. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Listen, I don't know. I don't know what your issue or what you gripe with. Did, did you work with him or something, Cooper? No, is no, that what I the didn't. Is? No, he's okay. just he's just an idiot, and I can't, I can't, and I can't, and I can't believe, and I can't, and I can't believe that goddess came from his loins. Oh, I know <laughs> what what goddess are you talking about, Angelina. I know. I, I, I'm. I'm well aware. Is she still a goddess? No, still? no
3: unfortunately.
1: No. My God. But we will. Al- we will always remember her for the goddess she was. Jesus, you guys are like the Bludgeon Brothers. You're just wiping people out left and right. I mean, like, Roberto's throwing salsa <laughs> all over the studio. Oh, no, you know. that's not me. Uh, Coop's ripping John Voight. And then I ask you about Angelina Jolie, and you say she's no longer a goddess. I mean, she, maybe she's beautiful. I mean, how do you, no, she look, like to look she she, heart, she right? is. She is. But at, at one point, nobody, no woman on the planet came even close. Oh, yeah. I uh, mean, yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know, somebody might be listening. I got to be careful here. <laughs> 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 I'm, not, I'm not doing this. I just refuse to do it. I'm not walking down that dark alley. I'm not doing yeah, it.
0: Yeah, It could be a I'm little it. jealous.
1: I uh, you know, little little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: little, little, little jealous.
1: <laughs> have you seen the? You know, have you seen the meme? Uh, there's a meme they made. Uh, you know the part in Training Day where they've got uh, Ethan Hawke in the bathtub and they've got the the uh, sawed off shotgun. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, yeah. The double barrel shotgun. There's a meme that they made that said. Uh, what do you mean you're not hungry, Mijo? With the gun pointed <laughs> to his face, <laughs> like you just you know you just you, you don't want you don't want to piss him off. You know they're very very fiery. Uh, my wife's very very fiery, so I'm not looking to piss her off. Just trying to try to run a, run a tight ship here on Fox Sports Radio. That's all I'm trying to do. Uh, all right, Jonas Knox here uh, on FSR. Uh, so yeah, Last Chance You. It's phenomenal, man. If anybody's never sh- seen Last Chance You, the the football show, if you've ever gone to a JUCO game or you've ever watched junior college football or followed it or or been to some of these my brothers played junior college football so i went to a bunch of games growing up and it is the real deal man these are guys that you know maybe their grades aren't up to snuff maybe uh, they've got some character issues really talented um you you talk to a lot of d1 programs they'll look at the juco level when, they, when they're thinking about recruiting even more so than high school because they go these are more like men. These are guys that have that have advanced past high school. These are guys that have played real competition. Steve Smith went to a JUCO. Uh, uh, Chad Onchocinco was at a JUCO. And you watch Last Chance U, and you just see some of the studs on that field, and you see where they end up. And a couple of them actually have gone to the NFL afterwards. So, uh, Last Chance U, the basketball show. We'll see how uh, that shapes out coming up on uh, March 10th
0: This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis.
1: This just came out, according to uh, Diana Rossini of ESPN, uh, JJ Watt has received several offers from teams. The best offer he has received right now is between 15 to 16 million dollars per year per sources. I had seen 12 million. I'd seen that number being thrown out there that he was going to probably going to be around 12 million. If this is the case, that's more than I would have expected JJ Watt was going to get. Uh, but you know, we will see uh, how that shapes up. Uh, there was a report from John Clayton who said JJ uh, Watt, the three teams, the teams that it looks like are, are going to make the strongest push to try and go and sign JJ Watt or to make a run at JJ Watt. Those three teams uh, were going to be the Titans, the Packers and the and he also listed the Raiders as a dark horse team. I don't see the Raiders happening. Um, I, I, I just don't see how that works. I don't see how the Raiders, you know, how that makes a lot of sense in in the sense of JJ Watt getting to, to Las Vegas. I think this is all about John Gruden, you know, wanting to flirt with everybody publicly, you know, wanting to talk about all these other players and wanting to talk about, like, the Raiders just doesn't make sense to me. Like, JJ Watt with the Raiders doesn't make sense. But, the Titans would make some sense. I think the Titans are desperate for anything on defense. They're you know one of the worst pass rushing teams in the NFL. Uh, they were near the bottom of the league in sacks, which is why they were in all the way on and Clowney and were in a bidding war for and Clowney. The Packers make a lot of sense just because of the hometown connection and so you look at that and go, well, you know, he gets to go back to Wisconsin. And then I think the Bills make a lot of sense because they fit all the requirements and all the criteria uh, for, uh, for J.J. Watt. They've got the franchise quarterback. They we were a game away from a Super Bowl a year ago. He wants to go play for a contender, so that would make some sense uh, for, uh, for J.J. Watt as well, too. So we will keep you posted on that uh, as to whether or not J.J. Watt makes a decision anytime soon. My best guess, similar to Drew Brees, they're going to stretch this out a little bit. You know, you just like the attention a little bit. And I don't blame him. If I was going to be a free agent and, you know, in demand, I'd maybe want to, you know, stretch this out as as far as I could possibly get it as well, too. So J.J. Watt feels like that's where he's going to take this thing. Uh, and then uh, Drew Brees just feels like he's waiting for the right time until there's no news in the NFL so he can announce his retirement. Again, not trying to be negative, just going based on reputation and how these guys have behaved in the past. That's all I'm saying. Just, you know, just want to point that out here. Uh, So we will be uh, catching up with uh, Brady Quinn here uh, coming up uh, momentarily on Fox Sports Radio. Get his thoughts on some of these uh, rumblings at the quarterback position uh, around the NFL, plus draft rumors. Uh, Some of these draft rumors that are out there, whether it's Zach Wilson going to go ahead of uh, Trevor Lawrence and some people like uh, one player over another, uh, just doesn't seem uh, to make a lot of sense. So are we uh, connected with uh, Brady Quinn yet here on uh, Fox Sports Radio? Are we uh, we connected? Okay, so we are connecting uh, with Brady Quinn. the red carpet for the guy—he's uh, very in demand, uh, very, very popular. So we've got to roll out the red carpet, and we've got to let it be known that uh, that Brady Quinn is now uh, uh, joining the show. Uh, we've got to give all his credentials out. We've got to talk about all the TV he does. We got to talk about uh, the stuff on on you know the things he does on social media. Uh, we have got to talk about all the radio he does. We got to talk about him being a first-round draft pick. We got to talk about him being the pride and joy of South Penn and Dublin, Ohio. But why do we got to talk about all that let's pump up the music and ladies and gentlemen roll out the golden carpet in your ears and welcome in the man i do a show with every single sunday night here on fox sports radio and that man is brady quinn my man the pride of dublin what's happening
3: you know the funnier part about the, these very, uh, uh, I don't know how to describe them, There's over-the-top intros? Yeah, what's that? It, it, it's the fact that you know I hate them, and you do it every single <laughs> time. What, what do you mean? I, it's, it's I thought you liked this.
1: I thought you liked this no, kind of attention. No. You don't like this?
3: No, I absolutely hate it. And you know that after <laughs> working together for five years.
1: Uh, but, hey, So, J.J. Watt, I don't know if you saw this, Brady Quinn, but uh, I didn't.
3: What, do you have a off if, again?
1: No, 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 he didn't. And there's no hard knocks cameras around. But I didn't know this. So, Diana Rossini sent a tweet out that JJ Watt has received several offers from teams, and the best offer he's received is between 15 and $16 million per year. If that's the case, are you surprised it's that high? Like, I'm surprised that it would be that much. Or am I just, am I, you know, underselling JJ Watt's importance to the next team he decides to go to?
3: Well, look, I mean, he, he had a great year last year. Uh, I, I realize he's missed some time. He's dealt with some injuries, but, you know, this guy is a former at his best defensive player of the year in the league. It just The question is whether or not, you know, how much of that he still has, has left in him. Uh, you know, look, not knowing the duration of that contract, how much is there in guarantees uh, because of his injury history and because of his age and the position that he plays, you know, it, it's hard to kind of know how much of that's actually legitimate, right? Uh, For example, you know, Tyrell Williams just got cut from the Raiders. He was, I think, two years through a four-year deal for $44 million, right? (laughs) That's how it was reported. That's how Rossini or or others would report it. Uh, The reality of that contract is it was never going to be close to that number. That's just the agent who gets to a lot of the reporters that pumps up the value of what actually the deal is. (laughs) So uh, until we actually see the duration, the guarantees, the value, and all that, uh, I, I really don't know what to make of all of it. It's, it's probably just the agent wanting to kind of peacock around a little bit about the deals that are coming in. Oh, man, I love the way you say that.
1: Uh, Brady Quinn here uh, joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Fox NFL college football analyst, Fox Sports Radio host uh, Jonas Knox in for Clay Travis here on FSR. Um, so the Steelers announced it looks like Ben Roethlisberger is going to be back um, not surprising, right? Considering where they're at, the situation they're in, but they're going to try and rework the contract. What, what do you when they say, right, we're going to have to rework the contract." How do what do they mean by reworking the contract? How do they how do you think this looks next season for Ben Roethlisberger?
3: Well, they've got to extend them and include some voidable years, <clears throat> similar to what they've done with uh, Drew Brees, right? And, and what that means is essentially you're going to convert a portion of whatever number that is, which they've already kind of restructured. And so his cap, it's 41 million bucks this year, but he's already been paid some of those monies. Uh, and, and really he's only making about 19 for this particular year of service. And so the question becomes how much of that can you continue to keep kicking the can down the road, whether you extend them for a year or two years um, and then put in those voidable years, because the trouble with doing that is let's just say, for example, they extend them. And this is his last year playing. Well, you know, next year, they'll end up, all, all the money they tried to push down the road over the next two years, it all comes right back to next year's cap, and even though he's not going to be playing on that roster, he's still going to be counting as if he's playing on that roster to some amount, and so that's the issue is, you know, you could keep pushing this stuff off towards the future, but eventually, you have to account for it, uh, and, and then it's going to end up hurting future teams' salary cap, but... The reason why I think they should, they're going to do that now is because once we get through this year, once this TV deal is signed, the salary cap is going to skyrocket back up. So they should have enough space to be able to make it work.
1: What's your best guess as to where the salary cap is going to be? Because it's at, what, 185 Is that where we're at for this year? Have they determined that? Is that the final number?
3: Uh, I've, I've seen somewhere between 181 185. They haven't really. Um, I don't know that they've they've declared uh, an exact number or figure yet. But that's kind of the ballpark. I don't know that it will get to 185. Uh, it will. It'll, it'll depend upon the revenues from this past year once they have a chance to review it. The reality is, though, you know, it, it, if the TV deal is what everyone says it's going to be, which it's being reported to be a 10 year deal, it's going to double in value, and it's probably the last time we're going to see something like this. Only because of the fact that broadcast and cable which still dominates, but that number ten years from now is going to be drastically different with so many people switching to streaming. So the structure of these deals is going to look different with the way they go about doing it, and, and this might be the last big one, at least for the cable and network providers. So or broadcast providers, excuse me. So you know what, what's that number going to look like? I mean, it was almost two hundred million uh, this past year going into it. I, I think it will jump back up into like. 210 maybe you know 220 depending on what those numbers look like and how they're distributed and how fast they can realize those gains so that's the hard part is you know it might not come into a play in 2022 but by 2023 2024 the nfl is going to be very very healthy still making a ton of money
1: and so do you think do i is there going to be a strategy or are t our free agents or players going to look at this and go hey you know maybe i take a one-year deal and come back next year when there's more money around or is that too risky in the nfl with all the injuries that 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 happen and occur and you just take whatever contract you can get when it's offered
3: yeah i I think you're going to see a combination of things i think you see a lot of one-year deals but or or in essence two-year deals that are looked at as one-year deals and that way if they want to pay them because they're so concerned about the salary cap you know they can you know pay a heftier signing bonus and then spread it out over a couple of years right so that number's you know, kind of cut in half, you know, so let's say, for example, you know, if you're giving a guy a $10 million contract over two years, if you, you know, if you give him an $8 million uh, signing bonus, um, you know, you, you're able to split that number now over the next couple of years, as far as how it's going to impact your salary cap, you can prorate it. Uh, and so th- it lessens your cap hit. And in and, and a year where I think a lot of people are trying to trying to create space or create room, so they can still fill out their rosters and maximize their ability to sign guys in free agency. You know, I, I could see a lot of those scenarios. So, like, I think one-year deals will be pretty common. But I also wouldn't be uh, surprised to see some two, two-year, three-year deals too. You know, just where they're going to pay a hefty signing bonus, but then not actually pay them a, a big salary, but be able to spread that signing bonus over the next two or three years to lessen the cap hit.
1: Uh, Brady Quinn, Fox NFL college football analyst, Fox Sports Radio host joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox in for Clay Travis here on FSR. This is Outkick, the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Joel Corey put together what I thought was pretty interesting, just sort of a sample contract as to what it could look like in regards to Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. And look, there's a lot of numbers involved, but the average you know, annual salary he was talking about was $41.5 million for Dak Prescott. Are you amazed that we're even still here, that this deal it has taken this long to get done? And just the idea that people continue to push back on the fact that Dak Prescott's going to get paid no matter what? Like, are, like if I told you two, three years ago, hey, you know, we're still going to be having this conversation about Dak Prescott, but don't worry, they'll pay their running back and wide receiver. To me, this is all on the Cowboys.
3: It's on the Cowboys because they haven't, you know, figured out a point in which they should just commit or, or agree to that long-term deal that it looks like it's a big number because we see the total amount he's going to be being paid. But, you know, look at Goff, look at Wentz. You know, the, the, the teams moved on after those deals relatively quickly, and other teams were willing to, you know, go ahead and trade for them. Granted, giving up draft compensation and, you know, a player in the case of the Rams and the Lions. But the reality is, you know, we look at that and we're like, oh, my gosh. You know, for example, the Eagles are paying $34 million for a player that's not even on their roster this year, you know that's what the Eagles will have thirty-four million dollars of, of a cap hit, and and you know whence is even there? He's with the Colts. But the truth is, you know, as you as you start to look at a lot of these bigger long-term deals, that number is going to only going to go up and up and up and up. So you know, am I am I surprised that the Cowboys had waited this long? Um, n- not really, and, and, and really for this reason: Dak Prescott in his first three years, his best year was his rookie year. And then it was like, all right, he kind of needs some help. He needs everything to be perfect out around him. And then really the past year and, you know, what, however many games he played last year, four or five, six games, whatever it was, you know, a year and, and whatever it was last year, he, to me he really displayed why, all right, they made a mistake. They should have extended them back then. Because, you know, after that first year when he looked the world on fire as a rookie and played really well, he, he kind of was just okay. And it and he, and he kind of was like, all right, do we want him to see him moving in the right direction? Since that point, he has, and that's where he's really, I think, been able to to garnish all the leverage. And that's where, I mean, Jerry Jones has admitted he's got all the leverage at this point. It's just about them realizing that they've got to agree to that astronomical number with a player that's coming off of an injury. So you don't know how that's going to work. And you also have have to think to yourself, like, all right, like, this is a pretty talent, you know, star studded roster. You know, could someone else come in and do the same thing? And, And are we willing to let Dak Prescott walk? in order to draft one or bring one in and find out. Uh, And and that's a gamble that I don't think Jerry Jones or Stephen Jones is willing to take. Uh,
1: By the way, you mentioned Carson Wentz. Uh, I just want to let you know that karma is a real thing here. Uh, For people out on Sports Talk Radio, I want to let Brady Quinn know, everybody listening here on Fox Sports Radio, karma is a real thing because – you know, I was, I was making a couple of jokes about, uh, you know, that, that zit Carson Wentz had that on the back of his neck during our show last week on Fox Sports Radio. I don't know if you remember that, Brady Quinn. I was making comments about, uh, you know, that duffel bag for a zit he had on the back of his neck. Do you remember that? We were having a discussion.
3: I, 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 don't, I don't recall this. Um, I mean, this is actually okay. the first I'm yeah. hearing this. Maybe, maybe I blocked it out. But uh, this yeah. is the first I'm hearing of yeah. any, any sort of acne or zit that was on Carson Wentz's neck
1: well i'll have you know i never had acne growing up i have dry skin i never had acne i woke up yesterday morning with a baked potato on the side of my cheek i mean the thing is huge and i just want you to know that uh that was clearly karma uh i got what i deserved i made a couple of jokes about a guy who had some acne on the back of his neck and uh, here we are i'm walking around with this giant uh, thing on my face so i just want you to know that karma is a real thing
3: just you know. Well maybe you should try to get Carson on as a guest and he could help you out and figure out what to do with <laughs> That's
1: Very good. Yeah, that 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 would be uh that would be uh I'm sure he wants uh, everything to do with a <laughs> show like this. Yeah, uh, by it, the it way, would be
3: the type of sports talk radio that you're all about, so yeah.
1: of course it would Uh, by the way you do do uh, in all seriousness uh, you do really good stuff you have a foundation the third and goal foundation Um, tell people just a little bit about it and if they want to find out more information about uh, what Brady Quinn does for veterans where can they go to do so
3: yeah so it's called the 30 goal foundation uh it really was started back about uh 11 years ago now my my dad served in, in vietnam uh my grandfather had served in world war ii and and which kind of i've always been raised to to appreciate you know, the military all our veterans out there everyone who sacrificed so much for our liberties and freedoms so i decided to, to create a foundation that helps honor them and we do it in three ways we have a uh, operation home where we remodel homes to make them handicap accessible for wounded veterans Operation Education, where we put on educational platforms to help them start, finish, or continue uh, continue their education. And then Operation Joy, which is really where we go about, in particular around the holiday times, helping out military families in need. So to find out more information, you go to thirdandgoalfoundation.org or 3ng.com. It's a little easier to find us there.
1: Yeah, no, it's awesome stuff. Uh, You do really great work, and uh, you've helped uh, a lot of people, so it's been tremendous. Uh, He is Brady Quinn, Fox NFL college football analyst, a Fox Sports Radio host. Uh, We will be working uh, side-by-side, not literally, but uh, side-by-side Sunday nights, 8 to 11 Eastern time, 5 to 8 Pacific time here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, My man, uh, have a good rest of your Thursday, uh, and, uh, and we'll talk this weekend, babe. Sounds good. You as well. There he is, uh, the great Brady Quinn here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, that's a true story about the the karma, because uh, there was like a, a shot on the sidelines a couple years ago, Car- like Carson Wentz on the back of his neck. I mean, I'm not kidding you. It looked like, you know, a duffel bag, uh, like, and they just were doing this close up, and I was like, dude, get this guy's zit off my TV. Like, I don't want to look at this. And so I was talking about it this past weekend, and I woke up yesterday morning. I'm not even kidding you. This thing's huge. Uh, And so it's clearly, I got what I deserve. So you shoot your mouth off, and and you get called out for it. It, I mean, not like uh, Matthew Judon and that Ravens reporter, uh, who apparently is cheating on his wife, according to Matthew Judon, but similar.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.